to truth be told. We're studying Book of Romans, Romans chapter four. We're looking. Uh, we did one through four. We're gonna pick up there and move forward as far as we can. Uh, gonna try to pick up the pace a little bit. Stop dragging a little bit. Uh, don't want you to think this is a, a chore for me. This is actually something I really, really enjoy doing. So I wanted to be projected through my voice. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that uh, from here on out. Uh, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for the hope that you have given us. We thank you, Father, for the peace, the joy, and the comfort that you give each and every one of us in our lives. Father, we thank you for being there when we're down. We we thank you for giving us the encouraging words, Father, when we're feeling low and sad and in our lives. We just thank you, Father, so much because you love us more than we can ever love ourselves. Guide us through our study in the book of Romans, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, verse 4. Let's just go there and then go forward. Verse 4, Romans chapter 4 says, Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift but as due. And to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteous. Verse 6, just as David also speaks of the blessings of the one to whom God counts righteous apart from works. Verse 7, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Verse 8, blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Verse 9, is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we also say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. Verse 10, how then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. And let's stop there. So works, righteousness, the logic of the worker or laborer's reward. A person can look at the day-to-day laborer and logically see that a man is not justified by works but by faith. Work necessitates debt. When a man works, someone owes him something. If a man could work for righteousness, that is, work so that God would owe him righteousness, then God would owe man. But God, no, God don't owe us. God being God, he's completely self-sufficient, so how could he owe us? Therefore, he cannot be put in debt to any man. He cannot be made or forced to do anything. Remember, he's God. That's where some of us go wrong. I think we forget that he is God. Just because he's nice and he's loving and he's just and he's righteous and he's fair doesn't mean he's to be played with. He's still God. He's God Almighty. So when when you believe in God, believing in God, it, it, it results in, in righteousness, see? So it's not something God owes me. It's something that God is just giving me out of, because he's good, because he's loving, because he's caring, because he's almighty, and because he's awesome, and because he's God. God. It is it is it is the ungodly who believe who are counted righteous. Romans five six can testify to that. Okay, this is because the man who admits he is ungodly is the man who rejects self, sensing his need 
for godly help in spiritual matters. He is ready to give himself up and uh, give him, he'll give himself up and honor and glorify God alone. Therefore, he centers and wraps his whole life around God, depending solely upon God for righteousness. Okay, so that means that every, you, you don't you don't have any you don't put your hope in anything else for righteousness, and you understand that you cannot work for this. This is a this is a, a, a debt you 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 could never. Uh, pay this debt that was owed for this type of sin behavior that mankind had been put into in the Garden of Eden. So we need to understand that we can't do anything to 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 get to heaven. We we can't earn uh, uh, righteousness. You can't work for it. God is to re- believing in God results in righteousness. It is the ungodly who believe who are counted righteous. The ungodly who believe are counted righteous. So God can never turn away from a person who senses and confesses his ungodliness and who wishes to recognize and glorify God. God is love. And God's love is bound to be moved by some so humble and act in faith. In other words, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. So He's gonna He's He's not gonna He's not gonna turn away from that that type of humbleness because that's what He's requiring of us. For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness, Romans 4 and 3. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 5, 1. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Galatians 3, 6. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Okay, so that is Philippians 3, 9. Okay, Philippians 3, 9. Now, so let's look at, let's go a little bit further with this. The, the, the converse teaching of Scripture needs to be remembered. The man who does not admit he is ungodly who does not reject self and sense the need for godly help is the man declared to be self-sufficient and self-righteous. Therefore, he is pronounced unjustified, not so much because God rejects him as the fact that he has already rejected God because he cannot admit that he is ungodly. He can't, he can't admit it. So if he can't admit it, then he, he, he's not going to, he's not going to comply with the way God needs him to comply because he doesn't believe it. He, 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 he does not reject self. He, his self is first. He believes that he is right, righteous in his own sight. So the Bible would tell us that he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. 
because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 3.18 I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That is John chapter 8, verse 24. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12. The Bible also says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, and yet is not washed from their filthiness. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 12. Now, if we look a little further into what we read in verses 6 and 8, the logic of David's words about the blessed man, a man, a person can look at prophecy at the man described by David and see clearly that justification is not by works, but by faith. Justification is not by works, but by faith. See, Proverbs 32, 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Well, you better believe you are blessed. You are truly blessed. Note this. Look at this. The blessed man is the blessed man is one who is counted righteousness without works. Okay? He's the, the word impute, it means to reckon, to count, to put to one's account, to credit, to deposit. Just think for a moment. If God credits and counts a man's righteousness without works, then we know something. Man is not justified by works, but by faith. Man is not justified by works, but by faith. Pure logic tells us this. Therefore, the blessed man is the man who has righteousness imputed, credited, and counted to him, not because of his works, He's not blessed because of his works. He's not blessed because he believes God and God loves him so much that he takes the man's belief and counts it as righteousness. He's blessed because it is imputed and credited to his account by God. God gives it to you. The blessed man is the man whose sins are forgiven and covered. Think for a moment. Lawlessness, sin, exist despite all the works and efforts of men to eliminate it. No matter how hard men try, lawlessness still exists. If lawlessness is to be handled, it has to be handled by God and God alone. He simply has to forgive man's lawlessness, his sin. Look at this here. You know, if we could just take God's rules of thumb and just say, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to depend on God, right? Well, God's going to bring us out of this problem. That any problem that I'm in, God will bring me out of it. So 
I have a problem where everybody in the house just eats up all the ketchup and we just can't get it taken care of. And I'm running low on money. We can't keep affording to buy ketchup. So what am I going to do? Well, do I get mad at the, at the store because the ketchup is too high? Or do I take my family and say, listen, this is what we need to do in order to help our, our situation so that we can keep ketchup in the house? I don't, I don't go outside the house looking for the answer to the problem. I go within the house and straighten it out within there. And then if I do that, then and only then will it work itself out. That means I've taken responsibility of my situation. I didn't put it on someone else. I took responsibility myself. So blessed is the man who knows that what he has give, been given by God is not something that he worked for. It is something that was imputed to him, that is credited in his account. It is counted given to him by God and God alone. Blessed is that man whose sins are not imputed against him. See, because if your sins have been forgiven, guess what? You get to live eternally with the Almighty. Thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. Isaiah 38 and 17. I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Isaiah 43 and 25. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Let the wicked, that's Isaiah 44 and 22, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah 55 and 7. Brothers and sisters, God is good to us. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants us to be with him forever and ever. He has brought us in a right relationship with him by way of his son. And we have got to stay on course with that in order to receive that blessing of forgiveness. See, Abraham was counted righteous before the ritual of circumcision was instituted. Now, we're going to talk about that uh, on our lowest next, next time we meet. Uh, we're going to talk about these rituals, rules, and ordinances, the wrong way for man to seek justification. Because remember, the only way that we can be saved is by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we must be baptized and born again into the family of God. And the only way to do that is you got to hear, believe, and repent, and confess, and be baptized. And when you do that, God will forgive you of your sins, and you will live a life of obedience to him. Thank you so much. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. Thank you, and God bless you in the name of Jesus.